and welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and discuss it in depth. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about a new album from Slater Kinney called The Center Won't Hold and it starts out with the title track. is a band that has held the place of favorite band for <laughs> the better part of two decades now and so it is always hard to contrast expectations with the reality of an album they had put out their last album four years ago no cities to love and that was a triumphant return after a 10-year hiatus this is now their ninth album expectations are profoundly high and there's been a lot of I would say just drama leading up where mm-hmm. they announced they were going to work with Annie Clark of St. Vincent and then released some singles and then I think did one live performance on a talk show and then the drummer Janet Weiss announced she was leaving. Mm-hmm. So we have to disentangle the music from the soap opera and it's hard, but having listened to it a few times now, more than a few times, mm-hmm. These songs are starting to stand on their own, and I am able to appreciate this artistic statement as jarring as it is. These electronic textures have never been part of the band, and the songwriting and performing style has always been Corin Tucker and Carrie Brownstein in close coordination. And here, Carrie Brownstein owns the front of the song, with just these whispers. I think in the first verse, it's Corin Tucker. In the second verse, I think it's Janet Weiss whispering, the sound won't hold so quietly. And then at the end, we get to hear Corin Tucker unleash with a traditional wall of sound guitar with just weirdly some piano in there. Mm-hmm. But And some like church bells. Yeah, I think in that second verse, we hear some bells coming in. So there's some interesting textures, not just synths, but this is not the Slater Kenny we're used to. And this song up front is, I think, getting us ready for that. And yet both halves of it are fantastic. The energy is great. It's There's this pervasive dread. And yet they're facing it not with despair, but with anger. 
which is, I think, right now the best you can do. And even if you feel like Carrie and Corin are on opposite ends here, pulling in opposite directions, the band is still moving forward. And that's, I think, I'm inspiring and exciting to take into this new album. And into the next song we'll play, which was the lead single, Hurry On Home. Later, Kinney sounding song on this track and I had to get past the fact that we disagree but to me the begin the intro sounds exactly like the cake song comfort eagle and I can't stop hearing it every time I hear the beginning of the song but that's fine it's a similar guitar tone but I th- I think it's different enough yeah that they're they're in the same universe but I wasn't brought to it until you brought me there and now <laughs> I can hear a little of that but it is it, it provides such a propulsive energy to this track and the funny thing was this was the first single and when i heard it the little production touches the kind of synth wails in between yeah. the the chorus and then the second verse which we heard a little there and some of the little whines and echoey effects it's it's maybe the most produced track that we'd heard up until then yeah there's a lot of really like backgroundy synth effects that you don't notice unless you listen with headphones and i'm actually not a huge fan of saint vincent for this reason i think she's overly precious in kind of layering on too much without paying attention to the core of the song structure and so i was a little bit worried about that but i think because you have Slater Kinney driving the the songs they don't take they add something rather than taking something away or being distracting and they have this remarkable energy and that they really claim their power as musicians that this is a song that's very much about desire and about both them as humans with carnal desires but also as artists and linking like oh are you going to accept me as a sexual being or not well too bad and are you going to accept me as an artist too bad and that the way they express themselves as 40 something women is something that they control and it's really inspiring even to some white dude and this song to me it's such a jam (laughs) that is the main thing it it has it has so much energy and i think that you always think like which ones are going to be the ones that really set the room on fire when they perform live and even if Janet Weiss isn't going to be there and we're all waiting with bated breath to find out who the new drummer is going to be, mm-hmm. I think this one is going to be amazing and I can't wait. Yet it has this kind of 
almost dance ending where Carrie Brownstein's just, you got me used to loving you repeated. And I think if it's, we're starting to get one kind of problematic thing on this album, but I think it's probably very intentional is there's just like with the center won't hold that was repeated. The center won't hold the center won't hold over Mm -hmm. and over again. And here we get at the end, you got used to loving you. It's just kind of repeated and they, they're not, trying to be too clever with lyric if they've got a lyric that hits they'll just repeat it mm-hmm. and i think that displays some confidence even if it's like I, the first time i heard it, I'm like really but i they know what they're doing so the next song we'll play is called can i go on thank you to make sense of how these more poppy major key upbeat songs fit into the album as a whole because I think what this record does really effectively is communicate the feeling of being in this what feels like the end times of modern society and you know the title of course is a little weirdly changed version of the center cannot hold from the Yates poem the second coming and it, it I feel like the whole the the production and the synth touches and the damaged kind of sounding drones in songs like Ruins or The Center Won't Hold are really effectively convey that sense of desperation about not being able to change the trajectory that we're on. But then there's these songs that are just kind of very poppy and they have a different feel. Yeah. You know, I, I looked at this song as kind of a spiritual successor to Modern Girl off of the woods, where that was about kind of just grin and power through mm-hmm. and, you know, p- put on a happy face for mm-hmm. the world. And it kind of fell apart at the end. And this song doesn't do that sonically. But I think it's interesting that, you know, it's 15 years later. The world has only gotten more insane. And plus, smartphones weren't a thing in 2005. And so mm-hmm. people are wired to their machines. Mm-hmm. It comes up more than once on this album, understandably. And yet, instead of going for that angry sound i think yeah it's the power it's the power in the smell so they're going to that i think the poppiness that was back on all hands on the bad one and this is the poppiest song they've done since that album yet with the electronics pushing it to kind of a i think the deranged place in the same way that in that final verse of modern girl you kind of hear the cracks coming in mm-hmm. in the smiling facade and i think here the production is those cracks yeah, and even though it's got a very poppy, upbeat sound, of course, the lyrics are, maybe I'm not sure if I want to go on, which is pretty dark. Yeah, and it's, I think the darkness isn't uh, disguised on the next track we'll play. It's called Ruins, which is in all caps. Do you feast on nostalgia? 
Take pleasure from pain Look out cause the children Will learn your real fans of this band get a little sad that in the recent albums uh, I think both No Cities and this there's a little less of Corin Tucker completely unleashed and here where she is letting the full force of her amazing voice blow us away while painting this picture of this kind of kaiju crushing a city it is devastating and awesome and scary and sad and it's it's such a nihilistic take right here in the center of the album yeah i was surprised to read that this was the first album uh, first song on the record that they recorded with annie clark and this is what inspired them to want to continue working with her was she brought in all these ideas and these damaged synths and she was really able to capture the feeling that they were trying to express with this song and i think it's really effective and i think i said earlier i had trouble grasping the album as a whole and I think they do it pretty effectively here where it's clearly intended to be the center of the album because there's runes in all caps and then love is the song afterward which is also in all caps and they are juxtaposed well yeah learning that this was the first song they recorded it at least I can kind of project my thinking of how right now there's this tendency to despair and as if this seems kind of this nihilism of just the you know the apocalypse is coming and just welcome it in we'll leave the light on for you and yet i think there's a little kernel of hope here in that verse we heard where there's if you feast on nostalgia then look out because the children will know your name and i think i both i think tie that back to one of the standout songs of the last several years was called the police by lcd sound system that i think was that same underlying message of hey gen x there's there's a generational war coming and you have to pick which side you're on and i think this is kind of similar like they're gen x musicians and do you side with the boomers who are ruining everything or do you maybe not and this is i think a song about the temptation to just say you know screw it and hit full full throttle down on the gas and yet uh, there is that element of hope. And I, and I think also in terms of, you know, when they sang the very hopeful song, Step Aside, I think that was off mm-hmm. one beat, right? Mm-hmm. Where it was just, we're the new generation coming up and get out of our way, old generation, so we can be the new voice. And this is just a hint of, hey, maybe we're kind of the established voice and we, ha- we have to be ready to make room. I'm like, we're out there, but there's, we have to make room for these kids too. We're not we're not saving it. They will. Maybe I'm projecting a lot on there, but I think the apocalyptic nature and uh, is, is I think appropriate for that sort of grand 
thinking. No, I think that's a good read. And and as I mentioned, we go from this into the next song, which is all caps, which is called Love. And I think it's a way of encapsulating this idea of, yeah, the world is falling apart and the end is coming. But at the same time, you can find joy in the things that are meaningful to you, like the people in your community and the, the relationships that you have with those you love. So we'll play that next. Calling Carter's empty, sleeping in the van. But things are looking better, we're only down a grand. Been to every state from New York to insane. If I turn up any louder, I won't know my own name. What? We can be young and we can be old as long as we have each other to hold. And we can be great to go from hearing Corin Tucker with the voice of a demon to Corin Tucker with the voice of an angel in this next song. It's the sweetness. It, I would call it saccharine, except it's so heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Brownstein telling the story of them being a band and the sweetness of it tempered by the uh, absence of Janet Weiss really being discussed. Well, yeah, I mean, it's interesting that this song is you know, one of the lyrics is you and me strings and a melody no mention of drums yeah and it's obviously they are the core of the band they were a band before for two albums before janet weiss was there and i hope they'll be a band for albums after janet weiss was part of the band but it's, it's it is bittersweet and it it is i don't want to fixate on it instead fixate on what i love the mixture of kind of the inside baseball of how they tune their guitars mm-hmm. and what it's like being on tour and the fact that you're you're losing money being on tour while you're out there trying to get fans versus the inspiring bit of how, you know we can be old as long as we're, as long as we're together and uh, again the in a later verse returning to that entire message of what it means to be a full human including sexuality even as you're a woman in your 40s and them embracing that and saying no this is going to be part of who we are because screw you <laughs> and that's a part of what i love about this band yeah so the next song we'll play is another one of the singles it's called the future is here i start my day on a tiny screen try to Just here and we can't go back now. 
example of where the synths are most effective. I think this song and Ruins, just having the drone in the background adds an undercurrent of dread to all, a lot of these songs that I think reflects the undercurrent of dread in our current the, the state of the world right now. Yeah, and it's... I get to listen to this right after love where it's like, yay, we're still a band. Mm-hmm. And then here where it's like, oh, are you there? I need you to come and you're not there for me. And I guess because they're still a band, but they're not all. I think Corn Tucker is still living in Portland, but Carrie Brownstein, thanks to her Hollywood fame, is now spending a lot of time in L.A. And they're not seeing each other as often. And in a in tough times, you you need I need you more than I ever have. Yeah. And so it's a little tough. And and I think that's what's really reflected in the way these songs sound, too, is that one of the things that's unusual about this record for them is that they're, they were writing, they weren't in a room together writing these, which is how they've always written. And there's a lot of vocals and guitars intertwined. And this record, I think, feels a lot more like one and then the other. Yeah, and part of me projects that center can't hold or center won't hold because mm-hmm. the entire the band itself, instead of feeling like they're there together, it's they're all in different directions. But they're still working as a band, and it while I miss the the really uh, super brain like they're they're being mind melded with their interlocking guitar lines. There's not that, and I, and I miss that, and and I hope it comes back in a future album, and I want another album, but it's remarkable to me that the songs work as well as they do using this completely different method a different producer remotely sending stuff that they did on their computers rather than playing guitars in the room and that it works as well as it does is remarkable and there's something to be said for hey this is nine albums in if you're not changing it up and trying new things that's a problem the future's here and you better come to terms with it and i think that that they're trying with this song and it's it's different, but maybe not worse, but sure is different. And the next song we'll play is also very different. It's my favorite song on this record, and it's the penultimate track. It's called The Dog, The Body.
so much because I think a lot of this album is trying to answer the question of how do you get, how do you live through times like these? And there's a lot about the relationship between your soul and your body and there's disconnect me from my bones in the, you know, the earlier songs. And there's a lot of body imagery. And this song is about, I think, one way to answer that question, which is just, you're just the body. You just kind of go from one moment to the next and just live your life in the moment as much as you can. And I like the fact that it reminds me that when Slater Kinney was on hiatus, Carrie Brownstein did a ton of volunteering at an animal shelter and she really loves the animals. And so it's it's analogizing to dogs, which that's what they do. They just kind of live from moment to moment and try to find comfort and they're not looking at the bigger picture and they're not worrying about the world coming to an end. Holy crap. That, <laughs> I feel so much better better about the song because this song <laughs> I didn't know how to place it in the album and it did seem kind of this weird anomaly with this like the the stirring yeah. drum beat drum blast leading into that sing along chorus and it seems kind of it, it seems very down and it but it's about like I guess feeling down but powering through mm-hmm. as I whack the microphone that <laughs> it's very you know emphatic that they are finding ways through and i think a lot of the songs in this album are pushing for something universal and trying to have a big picture and this is a reminder that sometimes the personal is what's important and it it is that sing-along and it is uh, in a song in a, or rather in an album full of songs that are like this doesn't really sound like Slater <laughs> Kenny this is way up there even though it doesn't have particularly crazy production it doesn't have a lot of synths mm-hmm. or anything and yet just th- the song structure and the very positive kind of vibe to it the sunniness of it it feels very kind of strange and yet then I think back, well, it has it has the classic A, those amazing drum fills with Janet Weiss, the balance of different vocals where you hear the power and smoothness of Corin Tucker's voice and then Carrie Brownstein going, go-oh, where her voice is so percussive that it's go-oh and she's just, it, it's so cute and fun and yet powerful. And then I think there's even a little bit of Janet Weiss backing vocals in there as well, that they, they're a team and it, things may change and well Janet might leave but they're st- still the, the, this album challenged me as a fan but it didn't take them off of that they're still on the throne they're still on the throne <laughs> and and they're still uh, your favorite band yeah there's uh, there's you know some songs we didn't talk about here that are a little that don't work perfectly bad dance is not a good song the the bridge is awesome <laughs> and a couple other but like uh reach out is just it's almost too yeah. much of a classic slater kenny song so we weren't sure what to say about it because yeah. it didn't change mm-hmm. so there's still a, a lot to to find comfort here yeah and i i it has grown on me it's never going to be my favorite slater kenny album but i've enjoyed listening to it and it make you know they're a band that has never really had a sound that you can place they've always been changing and evolving and i feel like they're they're not they're not they're not content to just do the same thing over again they're challenging themselves and they're challenging their listeners and trusting us to come along with them i think i've said the word inspiring more than once and (laughs) it's hard to think of a band that it more applies to than these three women well i'm trying not to be sad but yeah it's they they've had a hell of a run and i i think they're keep running yeah 
So the song we'll go out with is the last song on the record. It's called Broken. And we've been discussing the new Slater Kinney record, The Center Won't Hold, and you've been listening to For the Record. Thanks so much for listening. Deep, deep, deep when the feelings rolling inside my mind. Keep, keep, keep together, afraid to let them fly. Stood up 